Hello and welcome to another episode of The Remake Mistake, brought to you by WolfbaneBlooms.com. In this podcast, we take a look at an original horror movie, as well as its remake, in an effort to answer two questions. First, does the remake stand up to the original? And second, should it have been remade at all? Or is this remake a mistake? Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms. And the autumn moon is bright. First rule of remakes, Joe. Don't fuck with the original. All right, in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at Halloween 1979 and its 2007 remake. I am Eric, and with me, as always, is Mike. Hello. Hello, Mike. Um, well, we made it. Yeah. It is October 29th. Didn't seem like we were going to get this one out. No. It's a busy month for horror fans. Yeah. October. There's yeah. a lot of things to do and see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Halloween. Like the movie Halloween and its terrible remake. Or... Just kidding. Wolfbanebooms.com. Mm. Um, we're going to be looking at, like I mentioned, just the original movie as well as the Rob Zombie remake. But if you're interested in hearing about the rest of the movies in the Halloween series, um, the other podcast on Wolfbane Blooms, Another Night at Camp Blood, uh, did an extensive three-hour episode covering the entire Halloween franchise. So uh, if you're interested, go take a listen to that. It's super informative. Yeah, very in-depth. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get that in-depth. No. Well, we maybe about the first two. Mm. Not first two. All right, well, Halloween, man. Mm-hmm. I think the original Halloween is probably my favorite movie of any movie that we've covered on this podcast so far. Probably up until we inevitably do an Evil Dead episode. Which is... What Which about will the Wolfman? Not even the Wolfman. I love, I love the Wolfman, but I think the original Halloween is a better movie than the original Wolfman. Just saying, just throwing it out there. In terms of technicality, maybe I guess I actually just watched the Wolfman this morning. You did? Yeah. I just watched Halloween this morning. Yeah, I know. I watched Halloween <laughs> a couple of weeks ago when we were going to report the po- record the podcast. Report right. the <laughs> <laughs> report the podcast. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about the original Halloween? Mm, no. Talk about the Wolfman. All right. Um, 1978, John Carpenter, obviously. There's going to be a lot of things about this movie that uh, everybody would already know, I yeah. would imagine. I mean, It's this hard is, not to. Yeah, this is like We'll try of, not to say the obvious things, yeah. like stuff about the mask and the music. Yeah, right. And not just going to regurgitate IMDb trivia. Yeah. Um, but there are so many things about this movie that just, uh, you know, have stuck out in pop culture. Especially yeah. horror pop culture. Yeah. For a reason. Um, 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. This might be our highest rated movie. Yeah. If not, it's got to be close. I can't think of what would have been higher. Maybe The Wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's about an hour and a half, which is perfect. It's my ideal movie length. Mm-hmm. Um, $300,000 budget, give or take. And starring, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis. 225000 Mm, I had 330 on IMDb. 325? No, 325. It was supposed to be 300,000, but the reason it was 325 was because they needed 25,000 to get Donald Pleasance. Of course. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, he absolutely uh, steals the entire movie. Well, nobody thinks of him from anything else, really. Yeah. It was just watching it this morning. Every line he says just like made me smile. Yeah, he, he chews it up real good, though. Yeah, he's. Just phenomenal. Yeah. 
like on a whole, the dialogue in this movie is is weird in that it's not supernatural. It feel sounding. like dialogue. Yeah, it feel, every line feels like a, a line that was written to be a standout line. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't bother me. Like a, normally, you'd be like, "Oh, this dialogue is so cheesy," but like it just fits the tone perfectly. Yeah, and the quality of the film. Yeah, right, for sure. Felt like a very you know the independent film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which for sure. Um, all right. I guess we'll just talk a little bit about the plot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, opens up in Haddonfield, Illinois, on Halloween night, 1963. Mm-hmm. And you get the POV shot of little Michael Myers. Just Although we don't know it's little Michael Myers. True. Until seconds later. Yeah, that's weird to watch this movie, or I guess any of these movies, trying to watch it without any knowledge of the film. Mm-hmm. There were several points watching it this morning where I was like, man, like I wish I didn't. Like I would have loved to watch this with fresh eyes again. It's just it, not possible. Yeah, so many movies are like that. I know. So many movies I wish I could watch with eyes closed, but. <laughs> Sick, dude. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right, so little Michael Myers stabs his sister to death. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, and just his sister. Yeah, just stabs his sister. It seems real. Um, his parents come home and find him outside. He just blank stare about it. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, 1978, which is... 15 years 15 later. 15 years later. Yeah, I'm not good with math, man. <laughs> you had to look at your screen to see that? Listen, I was trying to mental math 78 <laughs> minus 63. I wasn't getting there. My God. 15 years later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get our first look at Loomis, and he's driving with a nurse to go pick up now, I guess, adult. How old was he supposed to be in the beginning? I think 10-ish. Now he's like 25. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. So he's going to pick up adult Michael from the sanitarium and bring him to uh, like a hearing, like a court court hearing. Yeah, on Halloween. Or on Halloween. A few days before Halloween. Yeah. Um, this is where he says the line, like, oh, he hasn't spoken in 15 years. Yeah. Setting up some... Some narrative. Um, they get there to the sanitarium. Patients are just wandering around in the dark in a storm. And Michael steals the car from the nurse and Loomis and drives away. He kills the nurse. On the spot he kills her? I, I think, don't think so. so. Like he reaches in and there's a lot of struggle. I don't know. Maybe not. He sure smashes a car window with his open palm. Though, That's a great shot. Which is That's the only thing I remember. And then them struggling. But. Yeah. Maybe just no, because she, she gets out and then she slides into the ravine. Oh, hides. yeah. Yeah. So she survives. That nurse survives. All right. Now, that was it. That's the whole, like, framing introduction. We get one more title card that says Haddonfield, Halloween, hmm. and that's the rest of the movie. Yeah. And that's a big difference from Rob Zombies, which obviously we'll talk about. But that movie has so much more framing. There's, like, 15 different title cards in that movie. And it ruins... The simple story. Yeah. I mean, that is the thing, right? Like, it's a super simple story. Yeah. There's nothing in this movie that bogs it down past this kid, killed his sister, grew up to be crazy, and is now back. And that's that's why it works. You don't know anything, which is very similar to, uh, you know, a lot of the great horror movies, including one of the articles just recently published on Wolfbane Blooms about Jaws and not showing too much. Oh, yeah. Not explaining too much. Yeah, that was a phenomenal piece. Yeah, Yeah. go check that one out for sure. But exactly the same where, 
you don't want to know anything else because it's scary. Mm -hmm. Once Rob Zombie explains everything, you don't, you have no sympathy for anyone in the movie. Right. Um, so we meet our main characters who are three teenage girls. You got Lori, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and then her two friends, Annie and Linda. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> you barely had to look at the screen for that. <laughs> yeah, somehow I know. <laughs> um, we get the, the setup that Annie and Lori are babysitting on Halloween night, which is kind of the, the whole movie from this point. Yeah. Um, but before this, a lot of, you know, close encounters with Michael happen. So they're, you know, walking home from school. Michael, meanwhile, is still driving around Loomis's <laughs> like, cop car. Or yeah, not cop car, but, you know, a, state government car. Yeah. I think it's for the sanitarium. Yeah. Because the nurse came to pick him up, I think. Oh, right, right, right. That's neither here nor there. So there's, some, there's some bad dialogue, like Annie yelling, Hey, jerk, speed kills mm -hmm. at him. And then he like, slams on his brakes, and they get all spooked, and then he drives away. Yeah, he listened to his advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I mean, that's... One thing that surprised me here was, and it surprises me every time, like a fool when it comes to this, there are scenes that every time it feels like, oh, I didn't notice that before, but I know I have. Yeah. Like right after that scene, they were just walking and they come up to the bush oh, where yeah. he's hiding behind. But as they're walking, like there's a lot of scenes with them just walking. Sure. But you can see the car just parked there in the background. Oh, yeah. And I just, for some reason, always forget about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, in the beginning especially, like, they really do show him, like, just creeping around a lot. Like, even when um, Lori has to go to the Myers house to, like, drop off a key. Her father's yeah. a real estate agent. Not important to the story at all. But um, you just see him in mm -hmm. the house. Like, he's just there. Like, he's, he's constantly lurking, which yeah. I think is, like, really adds to the feeling of him just, like, just being this presence that's yeah. always around. And somehow knows where they are all the time. Yeah, right. There's that great shot of him standing outside of Lori's classroom. Yeah. She sees him, looks down, looks back, and him and the car are both gone. Yeah. Just like... Just standing there. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, we'll get into that in a second. But, um, yeah, so that, that bush sequence that you mentioned is like one of, you know, an iconic shot of him kind of half hiding behind the bush or whatever. Yeah. It's a great shot. Um, Lori bumps into... Annie's father, who's the sheriff, which is a very important, eh, somewhat important. No, it's more important in the Rob Zombie films. Yeah. Not so much the first one, but the second ones, definitely. Sure. Yeah. So Sheriff Annie's dad is there. Um, and then Lori kind of goes home, and and we get a moment of, like, that, that iconic shot of him standing in the clothesline. Mm -hmm. But then, like, she freaks herself out and then, like, maybe thinks he wasn't even really there. Well, one thing that bothers me, and it's always bothered me about that scene, is she's looking at him. They show her. They show back, and he's gone, but she never looked away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so was he actually there? That's like the is one scene I don't... Is that what we're supposed to think? I don't know. I just think that might have just been an oversight. Yeah, because she legit never looks away. She's no. staring out the window the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Cut back, and he's gone. Yeah. So did she just watch him slowly walk away? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, there he goes. He's trying to move sheets out of the way as he, as he gets out of there. Oh, that's good stuff. And then the phone rings and... Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, like, um, 
some subtle Black Christmas type things that happen. Because <laughs> um, what, Black Christmas was a year before, right? Was it a year or was it a little bit more? Mm, I can't remember now. Yeah, check out our Black Christmas <laughs> podcast for the date. <laughs> but you could tell that there's a few things that yeah. like this was had taken some inspiration. Um, so then we get into the babysitting. Annie picks Lori up mm-hmm. to go to their respective babysitting houses, and they get followed by Michael in the car. Well, we also met the children at the, by this point. I think we met Tommy, the little boy who He's Lori's going to babysit. On and he smashes his pumpkin. Yeah, and then Michael runs into him, too. He runs into a different kid. Oh, the bully kid. Yeah, yeah. and then he just sets the kid on his way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hurt that kid. So he's not a total psychopath. No, he doesn't hurt kids. Except for his sister. Was his sister a kid? No, she was an adult. And what she was doing was not <laughs> childlike. He just hates teenagers. Yeah, he hates boning. Mm. Maybe he's yeah. impotent. Could be. No, um, no, he can't be. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> um, anyway, Loomis uh, goes to... He's in Haddonfield now because he has a suspicion that this is where Michael's headed. Well, he's on his way first, and he stops and finds that service truck. Mm. And that's where he finds the the gown from the hospital, and that's how Michael got his jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, there's the dead guy just in the bush well, that Loomis uh, yeah. doesn't see. Yeah. I guess Loomis isn't a cop. He he his investigative he's a, skills yeah, are... He's a doctor, man. Yeah. <laughs> a doctor like, and he has some heated arguments with the the guy who runs the hospital the sanitary oh yeah he screams at him yeah, but while they're talking and then he screams one line of dialogue yeah just to show how great Donald Pleasance is yeah because that doesn't feel terribly off like it should right yeah and then he screams at that guy in the phone booth too mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's not the end of his screaming no um so after he gets to Haddonfield, then he um, goes to the cemetery. I don't know why he goes to the cemetery. So he look for for. His I mom's. assume he went to see if what happened actually happened. Yeah, it's not his mom. No, it's his, his sister. sister yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of the remake. I'm all twisted. Isn't that also? Oh yeah, no. They add the they add the mother mother suicide in the remake. Unnecessary. No, I guess our listeners can't see me roll my eyes. Yeah, it's a hard roll. <laughs> yeah. All the way back in his head. Yeah, I gotta go lay down now. Yeah. Um, they go to visit. The, the sister's tombstone is gone. It's been plucked from the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, oh, someone... Oh, that? Every time I've seen that, I've never understood that that... I thought he just dug, like... Just a, a small rectangular hole? I thought he was digging up the grave a little bit, but no, that... Yeah. <laughs> shame, shame on me. I mean, I see the graves, the headstone later. Yeah. He just pulls it out of the ground. He muscles it from the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm ashamed of myself. Well, let's not dwell on it. Meanwhile, we find out from Sheriff Brackett, Annie's father, that someone's broken into the hardware store, stolen a Halloween mask, some rope, and knives. And he blames it on children. <laughs> Sounds like the work of a child. Kids love knives. <laughs> Rope and knives. <laughs> and masks. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Um, and I had not remembered that that is where Michael gets his mask from. I questioned well, it's that. Just, uh, most of the, his iconic stuff you don't see. It's just you see the effects of or right. the aftermath. Because you don't need to see it. No. Right. 
Um, Loomis now meets the sheriff, and Doctor. they become buddies. Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis meets Dr. Sheriff. <laughs> I don't think they become buddies. <laughs> they become best friends. Pretty much Loomis just like berates him and belittles him the rest of the movie. And the sheriff just takes it. Yeah, well. From just this random doctor he's never met before. Public servant. Yeah. Yeah, he's very understanding, the sheriff. Oh, yeah. Much Lo- more than he should yeah, be. Yeah, and Loomis is just like, he has no patience for the sheriff at all. Yeah, like later when he they hear, well, it's not they hear, that gutter comes smashing through the window in the old Myers house. He pulls oh, yeah. out a gun. And, and he's, he's like, like, you must think me a strange doctor. <laughs> he's like, he's like no, nah, I think you're scared. You're like, I have a permit for this gun, by the way. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so now Loomis, Dr. Loomis and Dr. Sheriff go to the Myers house together <laughs> to investigate. They find a dead dog inside. Which they believe it was a skunk? Yeah, what? The sheriff's like, it could have been a skunk. And Loomis is like, mm. yeah, I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. The sheriff is all like, a man couldn't have done this. And Loomis is all, he's not a man. He's a skunk. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> there are little things like that that make this movie yeah. imperfect. And that's when they go upstairs. Loomis gets spooked by a gutter, pulls out his gun. But he says what might be the most famous line of the movie then. Hmm. About his eyes. Oh, yeah. Black dead eyes or something. Black eyes. The devil's eyes. The devil's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. They really play that up in the remake. Like, that one line they take and expand into, like... They name the book after it. I know. It's a whole thing. All right. Um, so now Annie and Lori are babysitting. Annie's babysitting Lindsay. Lori's babysitting Tommy. These two small children and their houses are basically across the street from each other. A yeah. couple houses down. Kitty corner. You can see the houses from the windows, though. What's Linda doing at this point? Linda's like just out drinking beer in a van with her boyfriend. She's doing a little bit more than that. <laughs> with Bobby, her boyfriend Bob. Hmm. Um, Annie. Is making popcorn, I think, and spills butter all over herself. Yeah. Strips almost completely naked in this kitchen. Yeah, because she spilled it on her shirt, so you off come the pants. Gotta take it off. For the dog, you know. Michael's outside watching her the whole time, uh, and then the dog comes out, and he then kills he, the dog, another dog. Well, first he, he drops a potted plant. <laughs> he gets nervous when he sees her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> She's hot. That's when he learned he's not impotent. Yeah. <laughs> Smacks over a potted plant <laughs> and shuffles away. And then he takes out his sexual frustration on that dog. Oh, yeah. That poor dog. Um, yeah. we He, he full-on strangles yeah, that dog. That yeah. Was, usually you don't see the dog get killed. You see that dog get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie heads out to do laundry in a detached laundry room, like the laundry's in the garage, yeah. which I've never seen before. We live in Illinois. I don't think any house in Illinois has detached laundry, so that's distinctly a California thing, I'm assuming. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. Shot in California. Which, there are so many palm trees. Yeah. Rewatching this this yesterday or whenever, there were so many. Like, pulling up to the hardware store, it's just, if you're not looking at the hardware store, all you're seeing are palm trees. For those of you who don't know, we don't have any palm trees in Illinois. <laughs> Certainly no palm trees. Well, I haven't been to Haddonfield, so... True. We also don't, as far as I know, have a laundry in our garages. Maybe mm. in the 70s. What do I know? Um, 
So she gets locked in the garage doing her laundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Michael probably locks her in. I don't know. She seems pretty dumb. Yeah, she tries to escape out the window, can't get out. Yeah. Little girl has to come in. Yeah, she, get, she gets Winnie the Pood. <laughs> yeah, truly. Gets yeah. her butt hanging in. Oh, she gets stuck because her foot gets stuck on the the shelf behind her. Oh, yeah. Because I was watching, I was like, how is she stuck? And yeah. then she says, my foot's stuck on the shelf. <laughs> she has a great delivery. Yeah. Just dry, sarcastic. Mm-hmm. It's not great. It's It wears is on Is it me. you who doesn't like, like Annie? Somebody does, like, I know hates Annie's character. Is it you? I don't hate Annie. I just don't think... Mm. She needs to be as dry in her delivery. Sure. Well. No, I don't hate Annie. All right. We get to see her butt. That's true. Kind of. Hanging out of a window. Mm-hmm. Um, so once she gets out of the window, she decides she's going to go pick up her boyfriend. So she takes Lindsay, the little girl that she's watching, over to, to, to let Lori watch her. Mm-hmm. So Lori now has Lindsay and t- little Tommy. Um. So she goes to get in the car to go pick up her boyfriend, and Michael's in the back seat. Which is the first time he actually we see him do something since the first few minutes. Does he just throttle her to death, or does he stab her? I thought I always thought he stabbed her, but I couldn't really tell. I think he's stabbing time. her, but we can't see. Or is he choking her? I don't know. He's just got his hand around her throat, and she's just kind of yeah. thrashing around. Yeah. I couldn't tell. But Not important. to show the difference between that and the Rob Zombie one, there's, like I was talking about with the car, so many subtle things in that, where she goes to try, it's locked, she goes back in, oh, you the car's get the locked, keys. and then she comes out and the car's unlocked. Like, if you're not paying attention, you're not going to get that. Yeah, I mean, she didn't even notice. No. She, you know, she just goes inside to get the keys, comes back, and just gets in the car. Yeah. It's great. It's not showing us something's going to happen. Right. And if then you're then paying she attention, you know. The, Inside a window is fogged up. Yeah. It's very, the whole thing's very subtle. and It's so well done. Yeah. Incredible. Um, she's dead now. Yeah, she's dead. L- little Tommy, who this entire movie is obsessed with the notion of the boogeyman. The boger man. The boger man. Much to Lori's dismay, she's tired of hearing about it. But he's just obsessed. So he then looks out the window and sees Michael carrying Annie's dead body back into the house. And he gets all spooked. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't i mean he saw her before when she was about to spill butter on herself true he sees her just she sees him just standing there mm-hmm. which was actually the producer or something mm. a, a little woman standing there oh so, yeah yeah a little woman she was doing like second shooting second unit shooting and no one else could do it so she just did it nice yeah one thing that i was found interesting about that sequence i don't know how late in the night it's supposed to be at this point i don't know that's hard to tell because they get out of school and then the times seems different at all every shot all of a sudden it's just dark again but then like laurie keeps making this big deal about how there's nobody outside there's nobody outside you know the fact that tommy even is scared to see somebody standing in front of the house like it's halloween there shouldn't there be people out i think we see kids running at some point like she gets spooked and it's just kids Hmm. Oh, yeah, that was, like, even in the daylight still, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be super late. I don't Trick know. or treat ends early, I guess. Which is, which, I don't, that, that <laughs> I'm just so baffled by that. Yeah, it's shocking. I've never thought of trick or treating, even when I was doing it during the day. Yeah. It always, it, it's yeah, a nighttime activity. Not anymore. We got the thing in the mail, it's, like, from three to five or something. 
It seems like it's always been that way, though. I don't know. All right. Uh, this is one of my favorite sequences now. We cut back to the Myers house where Loomis is hiding in a bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as Which, little kids approach the, house, the Myers house. Dr. Loomis. <laughs> Dr. Loomis. It's important to know he's a doctor at this point. <laughs> a man, a, a medical man, a man of science, is yelling at these children from the bushes in order to scare them away. <laughs> and he's so damn pleased with himself yeah. when he scares them away. He's got this big, stupid, shit-eating grin on his face. Donald pleased. <laughs> he loves it. He yeah. loves spooking children. He missed his calling. Yeah. If this oh. were a different kind of movie, maybe we would start to think that he's Michael Myers. Yeah. Man, yeah, that would be a twist, huh? Loomis, luring mm. kids into the Myers house. Dr. Loomis. Doing Dr. Michael in. Myers. Dr. <laughs> All right. So now Linda mm-hmm. and her boyfriend Bob show up to... Bone Town? To Bone Town, which it's confusing because I keep wanting to say to Annie's house, but it's the house that Annie was at. It's technically it? Lindsay's house. The house she was babysitting for. Yes. That doesn't make sense why they would be there. Because, okay, because they were going to go there because Annie was going to let them just bone in the house. And one of my least favorite lines in the whole movie is when Bob and Linda are in the van. Before going into the house, (laughs) they make a real weird, like, kid sex joke. I don't remember the well, what it was, yeah. but I remember the, Linda was something. Linda was like, "Well, first I'll rip your clothes off," and then Bob was like, "And then I'll rip your clothes off, and then we'll both rip Lindsay's clothes off." Yeah, and you can remember that Lindsay is a very small child. Yeah, a very little girl. And then they have a big laugh about it <laughs> <laughs> and go inside. <laughs> so. <laughs> At first I thought, wait, did they mean Annie? Was he trying to, was he like making a threesome joke about Annie? No, they probably were just making a weird child sex joke. Yeah. Well, so I guess they didn't mention anything about sex, just, just changing clothes. clothes off. Yeah. Child sex in the 70s was much more acceptable. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they go upstairs and just bone in somebody's bed. Um. Bobby heads downstairs to get a beer, mm-hmm. and then you get one of the most iconic, in my opinion, kills. Michael Myers This is probably the most iconic kill in the... Bob into the wall. Yeah. Incredible. It's yeah. a great shot. Hanging up. Yeah. knife. That's the probably, doctor of physics. Is that probably, like, the most they show of any kill? I mean, you get, you get a lot of people getting, like, strangled or throttled, but, like, I mean, just showing him getting stabbed into the wall is a pretty... The most pretty graphic. Direct. Yeah. I mean, not I graphic mean, in terms of Linda gets strangled. That's pretty. Yeah. With the phone cord. It's long. Because it, she's on the phone as it's happening. Right. Which is the next sequence. Um, so Michael puts on a sheet mm-hmm. and Bob's big 70s glasses <laughs> and goes upstairs. And uh, he's just standing there and Linda's just not getting it. She thinks it's Bob just playing a prank. Mm-hmm. So Bob's she, six feet tall now. Yeah. So she, she decides to call... Lori on the phone and just see what's up. Yeah. Meanwhile, he strangles her with the phone cord. Yeah. Lori thinks it's just another prank, another phone. Just, prank. Yeah, because she's pretty vulgar and has been throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but, I mean, this is what, so Lori, you know, is a little concerned about it, so she decides she's going to walk over to 
Lindsay's house, which is the house Annie was babysitting at. Mm-hmm. Very confusing. She's going to walk over there and just, just kind of check and see, make sure everything's all right. Um, this is like, and I know that like this is the tension building sequence, but like this was the most, this is like the longest sequence in the movie of nothing happening. Like, like five minutes of Laurie just slowly wandering around the house. Mm. Goes around the whole outside of the house, goes inside the house. I felt like them walking around from school felt longer. Yeah. Um, But seeing that I can't really remember what you're talking about, maybe that was a long time. Yeah, you just blocked it. Because this has one of my favorite scenes in it, though. Well, yeah, I mean, we're in in the final moments here. Yeah, because that's when she's... Is she talking to someone or something? Or she just... She might just be standing there, and then you see the black... The blackened doorway, and then his white face appears. Oh, Yeah. Real that's spooky my stuff. My favorite shot in this whole movie. I think that's right after she sees all her friends are dead. Mm-hmm. So she walks upstairs and sees Annie's body laid out on the bed with Judith Meyer's headstone above her, which is super cool yeah. visual. Yeah. I always forget that the headstone has anything to do with it. I didn't even know the headstone was there. <laughs> <laughs> I recognized it was a headstone, but never made the connections. Sure. So... Uh, and then it's pretty much bang, bang, bang. She sees Annie on the bed dead. She turns around and Bob's dead body comes like hanging upside down in a doorway. Could have left it there. Yeah, it could have. Didn't want to. No. Then she like turns away from his dead body and Linda's like shoved into a closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's just kind of like, ah. what was his intention? Was he trying to scare someone or he could just left the bodies there? Or was he trying to clean up? I don't know. I mean, I think his whole intention was. Like he was—he's wanted all of them. Like he was stalking Lori right from the beginning too. So like, is he trying to lure her over? I don't, I don't know. know. It, anyways. Yeah, I'm, it's it's unclear what his like exact intention was. Yeah, and then she sends the kids, who she brought the kids with her, right? No, 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 because she runs out of the house. Oh, okay. She escapes so the house. Yet. Um, she she sees Michael though, like she knows he's after her. Mm-hmm. She escapes, goes back to the house, tells the kid to, to get to go upstairs in the bathroom. She gets her arm cut. Yeah, a lot Where's, of like I mean that's fire. I mean all he's done. Come on, he she's standing there and he's about to stab her. Maybe that's when he comes out from behind from the oh, dark. It could be because then he just has the knife and he goes to stab her and just completely gently, whiffs. Yeah, gently grazes her arm. <laughs> Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's just enough to tear her and get a little blood. Shirt. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he blew it there. It does send her falling down the stairwell, though. Which well, is pretty great. That was her defense. Play dead. Yeah. Um, she gets. She's like hiding behind the couch after that, and stabs him in the neck with a, a knitting needle. That's another great. Which is shot. pretty cool. Yeah, when she like pops up over the couch. No, no, no after when he's laying there dead. Mm. Dead, quote. Well, that's later when he rises. Yeah. Yeah. That's when she's... Uh, so he's, so Lori then thinks that, you know, he's incapacitated at least. So she goes upstairs and tells Tommy and Lindsay to go get help. Mm-hmm. As they're running out of the house screaming, here comes Loomis just walking down the street. Dr. Loomis, I'm Thank sorry. Thank you. Walking down the street, sees the commotion. Back when they did house calls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Decides to investigate. So he goes in the house. Um... Meanwhile, Lori's hiding in the closet. I love the sequence of her in the closet, and he's yeah. just bashing the closet door down. Yeah, that was one of the times when Nick Castle wasn't mm-hmm. 
Oh, he Michael? was not? No, that was the stunt man or the guy who sets everything up because he thought, I set this up, I know exactly how to break it. It's going to be faster than teaching someone to do it. So Sure. As I was watching that sequence, I was. it's so interesting because he punches through the first time and turns the light on, <laughs> and then he punches through again and turns the light off, and it seems like, man... If that was planned exactly like that, that must have been so hard to do perfectly. Yeah. Well, he's the guy that yeah. set it all up. Well, that makes sense, though. Although the way you just described it sounded very inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's quite a sequence. Did he punch through and grab his hat in the closet, too? <laughs> Whoops, forgot my hat. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lori then takes, which I had forgotten about this, takes a wire coat hanger, breaks it open, and stabs him directly mm-hmm. into the eyeball with it. Yeah. She's pretty gnarly. Yeah, got stabbed in the eye. Yeah. Well, what we assume is the eye. Mm. The eye holes and the eyes in Halloween masks do not match up usually. True. You're staring out the nose holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you just got it in the forehead. So as he's grasping his his face, he drops his knife. Lori picks it up, stabs him somewhere on the body with it. Yeah. And then he falls, quote unquote, lifeless to the ground. Yeah. Man, I wish... We had a video podcast of this because watching you do all those movements. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really getting into Just it. Just acted out the whole movie. I'm really feeling <laughs> it right now. I love this movie. Um, so Lori thinks she's safe. She's all, uh, you know, gathering herself. And then in the background is the amazing shot of, of Michael just like sitting upright. Which is almost impossible to do. <laughs> If you have no ab strength, then certainly. <laughs> well, I, I can't comprehend if someone with ab strength. <laughs> Never done a sit-up before. <laughs> I usually roll and then... Yeah. Um, so Loomis runs in right as... Doctor. <laughs> Doctor Doctor Donald Loomis runs in right as Michael strangling Laurie to death, shoots him six fucking times. Mm-hmm. And uh, right before he goes, though... She pulls his mask off, which I always forget, too, that yeah. he's unmasked, like, briefly, but still. Yeah, but it's so face. important because it's not like Jason getting his mask off or something or Freddy's burned face. It's a normal-looking person. Yeah, it's just a that. guy, just a regular guy. Yeah, which makes this whole series, or the original movie, at least, scary. For sure. Um, after getting shot six times, he falls off the balcony. Loomis goes to look over the balcony. Mm-hmm. Gone. Which, they shot two takes of that. I'm not sure if you know that. What? Well, I, I Why don't are you wanna, saying it like that? Because I don't know if it's universally known. It's a spoiler? No. You know, I, we don't want to ruin... Or, anyways, uh, Donald Pleasance wanted, said he could do two takes of that. One of him looking over and seeing that he's gone and being shocked. Mm-hmm. And also looking over seeing he's gone and being like, oh, this is what I expected. Yeah. And they went with, uh, this is what I expected. Yeah, he, he just... I guess it was more chilling. It is very chilling. Evil has come to your I mean, not time. now, not us. Seeing. I don't know, I'm pretty chilled. Well, put a sweater on. <laughs> it is cold here in <laughs> Chicago on October 29th. <clears throat> All right, well, I mean, that's that movie. What do you think, man? I think it's one of the greatest horror movies and one of the greatest movies. Of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's low on the greatest movies list of all time, but... Sure. And I can't think of any horror movies that are much better. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's pretty flawless. Because of how simple and scary it is. Even with 
even with any like detractors you could take away from it, it's still like they don't taint the movie. Like no. any any complaints you could have about that movie don't really take away from the whole of the thing. Yeah, it's, which is it's hard to say for a lot of things. Yeah, it's scary, and there's and you almost can't figure out why you're being scared at that moment, in some of it. For sure, I think like, and you know I don't I don't want to spend too much time talking about this, but it's a good segue into the second one into the remake is oh. that yeah sorry not the second one Rap the remake Halloween. yes is that a part of what makes it so goddamn effective is John Carpenter's like ridiculously fantastic score the yeah. music just the musical cues throughout just every time he appears you get that like like sound or just the doom doo doom yeah just like heavy heavy synth score and um, it's just so well done and they use they reuse most of that score in Rob Zombies to almost none of the same effect. Which that's interesting because I read that Rob 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 um. Zombie <laughs> Rob Zombie Rob Zombie did not want to use that score at all. I wouldn't stu- blame him for not wanting. The studio made him use it. Yeah, I thought like it does time, seem out of place. Yeah, I was watching it. I was like, why would they use this? Update it a little bit. Make it sound like it's not. A, sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I mean, it was the. It's like the exact score. Yeah, in several parts. They might as well have just taken what they use in that film. Just uh, replace the soundtrack with that film. Yeah. So anyway, into the remake. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Rob Zombie, 2007. Um, Halloween. Unnecessary. Unneeded. There, yeah, there's some things that work for it. I think. All right, well, let's talk about it. They don't work. Nothing ever works better than the original, but it works on the same level. Sure. Or, yeah, different. I mean, it's certainly, they certainly take a different approach to it. Instead of this, like, mysterious being who, um, you know, with, who's just going around killing, it's very, like, this is why this is all happening. Which that right there is what put the, the nail in the coffin. Yeah. But no, I meant things like replacing the deceased Dr. Donald Pleasance mm. with Malcolm McDowell. That was a good move. Yeah, that I can't imagine anyone else being better for that character. Yeah, I mean, Malcolm McDowell. Slightly British. Yeah. Can play over-the-top hammy things without, you know, rolling your eyes. Right, without coming across cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie, however, has a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I said before, we started this. I think that's a little too low, but yeah. I don't think it deserves to be higher than 50, yeah. 55. It's almost two hours long. It's coming an hour and And it feels every second of it. It really does. It's so long. Like, it's... How much of the movie passes before you even get to the main Halloween night storyline is shocking. It's like an hour... In something minutes. Yeah. Um, this one had a $15 million budget, uh, written and directed by Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of random people in it in cameo roles. Yeah. Like Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. It's not really a cameo, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's Sid the only Hague. thing, he's the only thing I liked in that pre, you know, the adolescence. Sure. Michael Myers. The way that the remake here treats the origin story is a lot like how the uh, Black Christmas remake treated the origin story. Yeah. 
where they spend a now this spends much more time but in black christmas it does it better yeah they spend a good chunk of time in the beginning explaining no they explain that throughout through flashbacks yeah but they do the whole like sanitarium breakout thing oh, yeah, in yeah. the opening all right let's do it mm-hmm. i don't want to talk about this one as much like in as much detail <laughs> oh, considering the other one's one of your favorite movies yeah i think it, we let's talk about the the whole first half that's vastly different and then when they kind of converge we can there's some things to mention sure so Haddonfield Illinois title card October 31st we don't get a year this time or do we I don't think we do yeah. um, you're just saying that because you don't want to do math again no <laughs> let's see 74 <laughs> plus. Uh, we get we get little child Michael Myers uh, pudgy child little pudge child in a plastic clown mask just killing a rat in his room. A pet yeah. rat. Yeah. So right out of the gate, it's like, hey, this kid's a psychopath. And right out of the gate, it's, this kid can't have a dog or a normal pet. Yeah. Just, and that that's Rob Zombie. He's just a killer. Everything. And right a off rat the, killer. Yeah, just seeing the opening of this, the first few minutes of his home life, that changes what Halloween is. Oh, yeah. Because so, it's supposed to be an American dream setting. Right, and instead it's just like these really, really, you know, kind of poor, trashy, hillbilly-type people. He's got his, his mother, played by, of course, by Rob Zombie's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his, his stepfather, who's just like this crazy drunk, and the opening sequences are just his mom and stepdad screaming at each other in the kitchen. Yeah, baby's crying. Yeah. Starting to kill the baby. Yeah, threatening to kill her and the baby and... And then he makes sexual advances towards the, the his, daughter. Yeah, his stepdaughter, I guess. Yeah. So. Pulling a real Bob and Linda vibe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the yeah, like you mentioned, the whole tone of the thing just it's flips just gross. completely. Yeah. Yeah. It goes from just like this. How could this happen? This could be anybody I know. To just like, oh, well, sure, yeah. yeah. It has to be him. Yeah, He's not normal. Why wouldn't it be him? Look I at expect his, this yeah, from him. Look at what's happening around him. Yeah. Which I know has been said a million times by every critic of this movie, but it's important. But you can't I know, it needs to not be said. talk about that. Yeah. Um, so the boy spy kid, whatever his <laughs> name was. Kid from World's Greatest Dead. Yeah, the kid who choked Jacks in World's Greatest Dead um, is the school bully. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they fight in the bathroom, Mike, little Michael Myers and the bully fighting. Um, and, uh... He swears at the yeah, principal? The principal, yeah. The principal swears back at him? None of this is important. What's important is that Sherry Moon Zombie gets called in for, like, a parent-teacher thing with the principal while that's happening. And she's upset that she has to keep getting called in because uh-huh. of her terrible son. Yeah. While that's happening, little Michael Myers leaves he just mm-hmm. bails yeah which we could talk about this now this movie doesn't know when to play the music oh yeah because the score just starts yeah he just gets up and leaves and he's like oh, oh let's play the music <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't that's not yeah. necessary yeah and then it stops shortly after i mean that they did that in the original but michael myers was a threat right he's not a threat so much here it's him he's not threatened right he might have to stay after school for detention but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so he he finds little spy kid in the woods for some reason and bashes him to death with a branch. Well, that kid got also got detention. He did? Yeah, because 
that's why when school was out, there were only those kids leaving. Mm. And he said that he was pissed or his dad was going to, he was going to kill whatever he's calling Michael Myers because he had to stay late. Mm. So I guess, I assume they walked through the woods home. I don't know. Didn't you? I didn't. Uh. But I do now. Mm. So he bashes him to death with a branch. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. And an extended violence scene. Yeah. And that I, the violence doesn't bother me in this no, movie. Honestly, like it's not even bad compared to other Rob Zombie movies. Like yeah. Rob Zombie's known for that and like he definitely kept it at a certain level here, mm-hmm. which was good. Like I I don't really like Rob Zombie movies because of some of the over the top. These might be the only two I've seen. Yeah, and like I mean, I didn't uh, Lords of Salem I didn't like, but that was for different reasons. Um But anyway, where were we? Uh, he killed the kid oh, with a yeah, branch. with the branch. <laughs> so cuts a Halloween night. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie is a stripper, so she's off stripping while little Michael Myers just sits at the curb. Yeah. I don't know. Because suppo- he's supposed to go trick-or-treating with his sister who blows him off to go bone. Everybody likes to bone. Everybody bones. Is that a kid's book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we just get more... So now instead of him just having killed his sister, now he's just going to kill everybody. So we get sequences of... Yeah, he kills... In the first one, he sees the boyfriend leave, and then he goes up and kills the sister. Right. And then here he kills... Everyone. One, two, three people before he kills her. Yeah. Because Branch Kid. Branch Kid. Yeah. And then he duct tapes his passed out stepfather into his chair. Who and... doesn't wake up at all, <clears throat> even with... Duct tape over his mouth. Just covered in duct tape. Yeah. And he slits his throat. More duct tape than man. Just a pretty good sequence of slitting his throat. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> I was dragging my finger across my throat in the motion. For those of you listening at home. Um, or elsewhere. And then the sister's boyfriend comes down to take a break from boning. Yeah. And make himself a sandwich. Yeah. And this is one of the big issues you had when we were watching I did? it. Yeah. Well, with him. Before he came down to get the sandwich where they're boning and he gets, he puts the mask on. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. There's like a shot of them boning and the boyfriend puts on a Michael Myers. Yeah, the mask. Halloween mask. Yeah. Like like one you'd buy at a store. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, I guess that mask is meant for people to wear to look like William Shatner. But we've never seen it in any of the Halloween movies as anything but Michael Myers' mask, so it seemed off. Yeah, and I mean, in the first, in the original, like, the mask he's wearing looks store-bought. It's very clean and white, and just, like, looks like a mask you'd buy at a store. The, yeah. This one, this this kid puts on in this movie already looks like Michael Myers. Like, it's all dirty and, like, gnarled Not up. as bad as it's going to be later, though, yeah. when he, for some reason, as a child, thinks, I'll bury this under the floorboards. Yeah, talk about foresight. Um... But anyway, the kid comes down to make a sandwich, and he takes a metal baseball bat and just beats him to death. Yeah, that was a hard scene to watch. Yeah. It's a good sound. Then he goes up and starts groping his sister. Not as bad as we've seen in other movies, but yeah, uh-huh. still not great. He's touching on her. Yeah. And then she freaks out, and he just stares at her and then stabs her. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mama comes home. Yeah, well, he kisses his baby sister on the head. Oh, yeah. And then he goes and sits outside. Yeah. And then there's like this long, like sepia tone, 
sequence narrated by reporters outside the house and yeah. Sherry Moon is like screaming and crying. Yeah, and as her as her child is being willed away dead. Child and, and husband. And friend. <laughs> I wonder if she cried over that guy. The the boy? Yeah. Probably not. Do you think they do you think they used that sandwich meat after or do you think she threw it away? Hard to say. They didn't look like they had a lot of money, so Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Next title card, Smash Cut, Smith's Grove, 11 months later. Yeah. No math for you. <laughs> no math needed. <laughs> now, in the original, we would have Smash Cut straight to adult Michael. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to spend a, a way too much time dealing with the fact that, is he crazy? Sure, yeah, he's actually crazy. Of course. We know he's crazy. Look at the life he grew up with. Instead, we get 30 more minutes of Malcolm McDowell just really trying to reason 1970s with him. Michael McDowell. Oh, yeah, he's cool, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. He's got, like, a leather jacket. He's got, got long hair. The aviators on. Yeah. He's yeah. real, real fucking, like, he just got off his Harley. <laughs> Fresh out of med school. Yeah, he's, he's really feeling it. It's great. Um, <laughs> so, like, there's just, like, this, this huge montage, like, progression of time of him trying to reach him. And he's just, like, withdrawing further and further into himself. He starts making all these really creepy, like homemade masks out of paper plates yeah arts and crafts style masks little macaroni <laughs> noodles glued to them mm-hmm. um, it's just too much the long 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 sequences of oh i'm not making any progress eventually michael just murders a nurse yeah because they leave him alone and she makes fun of him and then turns her back on him very smart nurse no well she's dead now and then it just grief-stricken sherry moon zombie uh kills herself yeah which is you're supposed to feel for her, but it's... I didn't care. I don't want to see her. No. She really didn't have anything to do in the whole movie. We saw a sequence of her screaming at her husband, stripping, crying over dead bodies, and then shooting herself. The only thing... I mean, it shows that he likes... Like, he loves his mother. Sure. Because he's all happy when she's, you know, she's trying to make him feel good about trick-or-treating and stuff like that, but... Yeah. The only people he likes are his mother... Yeah. Mother and little sister. Yeah. Who now the little baby is left alone in the house. Yeah. Which Covered comes in board. later, but whatever. Yeah. Smash cut. Title card. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years later. So now we're jumping ahead again. And now we got like big fucking Goliath <laughs> Michael Myers. Which this. Mongoloid We're coming Michael. up to a scene where it's, I don't know if you know this, but what we watched the uh, unrated version. We did? Yeah, because how he gets out is slightly different. Mm. There's no rape. Oh, yeah, there's lots of rape in this one. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the rape. Okay. Uh, Loomis comes in to big, big, stupid mongoloid Michael and says... <laughs> He's not a mongoloid. <laughs> He's just says, tall. <laughs> He's a mongoloid. He's a Goliath. <laughs> okay. He's a behemoth. There you and go. he says, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. Yeah. I think he just retired because he's old. Yeah, but then he like next shot of him is in like okay. a Steve Jobs black turtleneck, like doing public speaking. Oh yeah, talking about his book. Yeah, after he walked away wearing a trench coat, blowing in the wind, yeah. he turns around to see one last time, <laughs> giving presentations on <laughs> the devil's eyes. Yeah, this one feels how the other one. All those lines didn't feel cheesy. All those scenes didn't feel cheesy these ones these over-the-top ones do yeah and i don't know if that's because of 
this is a better quality movie in terms of film and stuff like that. Yeah. Or if it's, I don't know, I, don't I expected know, more. Um, but I still love Michael McDowell. Yeah, I mean, he's great. So now we get to the rape. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, the piece of shit orderly redneck uh, brings in a friend of his to... Uh, I think they both work there. Oh, they do? Yeah, one was on the night shift, one was on the day shift. So one was just off duty. The one on the day shift is the one that met him with Danny Trejo, mm. who was... Uh, who mocked him at first. And we see all his paper plate masks. Yeah, yeah. all in the, in the, hanging up in his little room. Yeah. Anyway, but they, the two rednecks just start to, they're going to rape this female patient, and they're like, hey, let's bring him into Michael's room. Let's bring her into Michael's room. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be great. So they're raping her on Michael's bed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of chilling. I don't think he would have even done anything. He was he fine just care. painting his masks. Yeah. I wonder how long he would have painted his masks in life. Although we do see earlier that all he wants to do is go home. Yeah, when he's a kid. But, I mean, as an adult, maybe he's past that. Well, he clearly still wants to go home because yeah. the first thing he does is go home. Yeah. So, anyway, they're, they, they can't let it alone, so they start messing with him. They're fucking with his mask, so he just kills them both. Yeah. And gets out. Um, and then Danny Trejo comes in, who... They've set this up as like, oh, Danny Trejo's been nice to him his entire life, and they know each other, and they're friends. Yeah. And he just kills him anyway. Yeah, that made me sad. Yeah. He, like, starts to drown him in a in a basin, a little wash basin, and then smashes his head in with a TV. Yeah. Made me sad, but it was necessary. It had to happen. I knew it was going to happen. It was yeah. just, I didn't want to watch it. No, it was one of those things where, like, he had to kill him because if he didn't, he's not really... That's not the character anymore. Right. Then it's some, barely the character to begin with. There's some life left in him if he leaves him alive. And there's never been life in him. Right. Then we get Clint Howard. <laughs> Everybody's favorite actor. Everyone's favorite Howard. Clint Snaggletooth Howard. <laughs> he calls Loomis to tell him Michael's out. And instead of just showing that Michael uh, has this jumpsuit and you know is out, we get this scene of him killing uh, this truck driver named Big Joe Grizzly <laughs> in a bathroom stall. Hey, in Big Joe Grizzly's defense, he was being somewhat respectful before. Sure. Yeah. Michael's banging on the stall. Yeah, he's just... He had to take a big dump. He goes in and kills him and takes his jumpsuit. And then that man absolutely evacuated that big dump. Mm-hmm. Not into the toilet though. Nah. All right, smash cut, title card. Haddonfield, <laughs> Illinois, October 31st. Now this is where the original starts, pretty much. And this is... At first I thought my big problems mostly stemmed just from the origin parts. But I have many problems with the, with the latter. Just because yeah. I don't care for... Oh, I don't, what's her name? Who plays Lori? Scout. Can't Scout stand her. Scout Taylor or something? Really? Horrible. Horrible. Scout Taylor Compton. I don't like her. They changed that character so much. Yeah. They changed that character more than any other character. I agree. Except the second Rob Zombie one where Loomis, Dr. Loomis, mm. gets the biggest change treatment. And he becomes just like an asshole for no reason <laughs> at all. Yeah. it's. I uh, mean, I want you to watch that one because that movie you need to watch strictly because of Brad Dourif. 
Oh, yeah. That's his movie. I forgot Brad Dourif was even in this one. He doesn't have that much to do in this one because he plays the sheriff. Right. But in the other one, because you know, spoiler alert, Annie lives. In the other one, "Mm, I can't say if she lives or not. (laughs) Seeming like maybe she doesn't make it. And that's like, that acting is so good for a horror, not just a horror movie, but any movie. It was heart-wrenching. Yeah. Because, like, they splice it with scenes of her as a little girl. Mm. And he's running up to the room to see the blood-soaked room and everything. Jeez. He, yeah, he's a fucking great actor. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best. Yeah. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. We're not going to go through this whole thing, but let's just talk about some of the bigger points. So we're Because everything else is pretty much shot for shot. Yeah. We're, we're into the convergence of storylines now where this one is just overlapping with the original. This one is the rest, the whole first movie pretty right. much. So one big change is that um, the girls are horrible because yeah. it's modern day. And so they went, you know, very Rob Zombie-like and yeah. they're just like obnoxious as fuck. Lori is just like a perv now. God, I hate being... Lori. I hate the actress and I, I don't yeah. hate her, but as a human, this is the only thing sure. I've seen her in, but I can't stand her. Yeah. I mean, Lori in the original is like this like shy, she's the good girl. crude. Yeah. She's, they keep calling her a Girl Scout, you know. Yeah. And this one, she's just, she's all over the yeah, place. Yeah. All of them are now Linda. Yeah, how Linda's personality in the first one is just like this yeah. slutty, obnoxious girl. That's all of them now. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but we get Daniel Harris back in the Halloween franchise oh, after being yeah. in, in four, four, five, and six. Yeah. No, four and five. Six, her character is back, but she they were going to pay her scale and she didn't want it. Oh. Um, all this from seeing some documentaries online. It's interesting that they would cast her back in this. I'm sure that was Rob's, Rob's, Rob Zombie. That's the second time you've called him Rob. Rob Zombie is yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. It's a nice little nod to the original franchise. Sure. I get that. Um, we see and she's a she's a decent actress, too, so yeah, it's not like that. She probably would have been a better Lori. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I could see that 100%. Yeah. Or anyone. Anyone would have been a better Lori. <laughs> or literally any other yeah. female actress. Um, so... We actually like follow Michael a little bit as he returns to Haddonfield in this one, and he, like you mentioned earlier, there's a scene where he goes to his house and breaks open the floorboards mm-hmm. and pulls out a knife and the mask. Yeah. And the question is, when did he have time to put those in the floorboards? Yeah. Because was he not just taken away the night that he killed his sister and then never returned? Yeah, shows it more calculated. Not his sister killed everybody. Yeah. And then never returned. When did he put it? He like, I guess he killed her and put it in the floorboard. He's like, I better put this someplace. So that's that's the problem. He's much more calculated, too. Yeah. Um, all right. So the girls, similarly to the first one, they, they run into him and they're you know yelling things at him and he he follows. Except Lori the home. dialogue is so much worse. Yeah, it's worse because. In the in the original, it's it's bad in that like it doesn't feel natural. Um, this also doesn't feel natural, but in like an oh so far over the top and like obnoxious. <laughs> this one feels unnatural because it feels like dialogue in a movie. Yeah, like somebody wrote that with like a huge grin on their face. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Like, is... oh, we need some plot exposition. Yeah. So we might as well have Annie yell, my dad's the chief of police. Yeah, this is how, this is how yeah. teenage girls talk. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... That we get finally the last of the title cards. This is like title card 47 in this movie. What could we possibly need one for? <laughs> this title card just says, 
Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. Which we already know that it's Halloween. So oh, my. Yeah, what? I'm not sure why. They, they The other title card said October 31st. So why we need a title card to tell us that it's Trick or Treating. Instead time. of saying Halloween night, as if the darkness didn't allude us to the <laughs> fact that the sun went away. Yeah. Uh, just little things, you know? You yeah. think they're not going to bother you, but then you watch it and they do. Yeah. Trick or Treat. So... Now Linda and her boyfriend, instead of going over to the house where Annie's babysitting, they break into the Myers house to right. bone. Yeah. And there's just like some graphic sex scenes. Graphic nudity. Of course. Oh yeah, full frontal nudity on Linda. Yeah. We almost see inside of her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little boyfriend, I don't know if his name is also Bob in this movie. It's I don't think be. I caught it. I don't it. think they would have changed that. Yeah, he now is walking around with a sheet on his head already. Mm-hmm. He's already sheeted. And Michael Myers just kind of tackles him in the hallway and takes the sheet. Yeah. Um, but he stabs him into the wall just like in the first one. Same, yeah, but it, same it loses everything. It doesn't feel memorable. It sure. feels like this had to be done. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, they're almost just, like, getting those shots out of the way. Yeah. And then a fully nude Linda who's oblivious to the fact that her boyfriend just grew three feet and 150 pounds. Yeah. uh, is just like, la, la, la. Yeah. (laughs) While he just stands there. Um, And then he chokes her to death. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she lays there all butt naked. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite cutaway sequences in this movie, Loomis, Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Loomis, just buys a gun from one of the monkeys. Yeah, we didn't need to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Dolan's, I think. Yeah, from Mickey Dolan's. Yeah. Just buying a gun. But it's not necessary to know where he got that gun. I guess we just needed to see what the monkeys were up to. Yeah, because here's the thing. I don't think anybody ever was watching the original Halloween and thought, but wait, where did he get the gun? <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope in the deleted scenes we see him filling out the paperwork for the permit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's waiting a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, Goes back Lord. to see the monkeys. Yeah. Comes in as a little bit rapport. <laughs> they remember each other, but just mm, slightly. Just walking. Just, just enough to be polite. Hey, hey. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> God damn it, dude. A long way to get to that, but yeah. it was worth it. You got there. All right. The, uh, the babysitting is happening, and we get a, a shot of Michael going into Lori's house, her mm-hmm. parents' house, and killing... Yeah, we didn't need this. We didn't need to see her parents. Yeah, killing both of her parents for seemingly no reason. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, yeah, I remember when we were watching it, you had asked me, though, like, do we even see her parents in the original? And we see her father Briefly to give her the things yeah. put in the door. He's a realtor. We get that little exposition that he's a realtor. But this one, yeah, he goes in and just... Kills the mom and dad. Yeah, we see some scenes with them early on too, when she's hor- when Lori continues to be horrible. Yeah, but then they get brutally murdered, and then we get the reveal that pretty early reveal. Well, I guess not in the terms of this movie, but yeah. an early reveal in that Lori is Michael's baby sister. Yeah, when we get to see the best actors in the movie. Who? Uh, Brad Dourif and Michael oh, McDowell. Yeah, talking together. Yeah, those are always nice scenes. Yeah. Because yeah. they're both very good at what they're they do. They're both people who I love watching. Yeah. So we find out that that's, Lori is actually the little baby that he kissed on the head. But Lori doesn't find out until the second one. 
Okay. That's important to know. Yeah, she, I was going to say, I don't remember her finding out. It's a big poor, 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 poor point of the second one. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah you're Ugh. excused. Um, and the kids in this one are Rob zombied up a little bit, too. Yeah. The little, I do like the little boy a lot in this he's movie, gr- yeah, Well, I was watching that and remembering the first one. Yeah. And it's almost, they could be brothers. Yeah. And the way they play it and everything, too, yeah. it's great. The little girl, on the other hand, Lindsay, yeah. she's horrible in this one. Yeah. He has that little girl attitude of, you know, how I'm you really hate. struggling to remember who the little girl even is in this movie. It's... She's dressed as Queen Sheba or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she has that child actor quality that you hate so much. It's the thing that where we all they know so that they're decent. And so they over. They, they act like they're it. they've been in the Shakespearean theater right. for years. Like they're just a really a seasoned pro. I hate that. Yeah, they think that they're doing the world a service by acting. Mm-hmm. God, that drives me insane. But off the point entirely. Um, we get a little bit of different scene as you alluded to earlier when Annie and her boyfriend are boning, which mm-hmm. that doesn't even happen in the original. But oh. the boyfriend gets it, but Annie survives. Do we even see? Yeah, we don't see the boyfriend in the first one. No, she goes to pick him up, but we or she's, she's headed to pick yeah. him up. Yeah. Um, this one, she gets tortured pretty bad. Yeah, but she survives. Yeah. She's topless almost the entire time. Yeah. But she survives. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. Um. Lori finds. Uh, Annie's still alive, calls 911 so that Sheriff Chucky and Loomis are, <laughs> Dr. Loomis are Thank on you. the way. Uh-huh. Um, similar to the original, Lori and the kids are hiding in the bathroom. Two cops show up, though. This is so stupid. <laughs> what, what about it gets you? Just the way that these cops react. Yeah, you've got this, this teenager and these two kids have barricaded themselves in the bathroom and the cops just like, Come on out. It'll yeah. be fine. And open the door. Come on. They don't They're even, like, he's still out there. They, Come on. They did one of the worst jobs of checking a house I've ever seen. Yeah, the one guy's just casually walking around. Yeah. yeah. Looking through drawers. Yeah. He's not here. <laughs> so both the cops are murdered, as you can imagine, would happen, of course. Yeah. Um, and so Michael actually and kidnaps Lori at this point. This also bring well, no, I guess I can bring this point up at any point during the rest of this, so continue. Okay. <laughs> he takes Lori to his to his house, his childhood house. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the headstone there, which is a nod to the well, know, original. plot. Because they go, and instead of seeing just a hole where the gravestone is, it's a mangled dog instead. Yeah, kind of like crucified up yeah. on the thing. Pretty gnarly. Sid Haig is the, the groundskeeper. That's nice. Yeah, a little cameo. Um, he shows her a picture, I believe, of them as kids. Yeah, because right? the mother gave it to him when he was in the sanitarium. Right. And that's what the nurse said about him. He's like, he's a cute baby, can't be related to you. Uh, Forked. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Lori doesn't recognize the photo, though, because she was a baby. her as a baby. Yeah. Um, and he takes his mask off. Mm-hmm. So we see, we never really see his face, but he's just got the hair. Oh, yeah, the Rob Zombie hair? Yeah, down over his face the whole time. Um, she stabs him in, a na- in the neck. <laughs> in, in, in the neck? In, 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 in the neck. In, in the neck. And <laughs> falls into an empty pool. Yeah. And she's just crawling around that, in the empty pool. No, she, we have a, oh, wait, no, I guess that happens after. Where we get a long scene of her in the house. Hiding up in the Oh, yeah, closet. that's after. God, this movie goes on way too long. I know. But I can bring up that point here. I actually have in my notes the words, 
chases her through the house for a literal eternity. Yeah. That's what I wrote in my notes <laughs> as I watched this movie. No, my problem, and it, it, I don't know if it's better illustrated in that pool scene. First of all, who just walks straight out and doesn't see a big friggin' pool? Huge an empty, empty pool, pool and just falls into it? Yeah. And then she's screaming. She knows someone's after her, and she's screaming for help the whole time. Yeah. The way... God, that's, this is what I... Mm, I hate her so much. <laughs> she just screams the rest of the movie. Oh, from this point on, I don't think she does anything but And then scream. Malcolm McDowell, Dr. Loomis, comes up with his gun, and... He, those two are facing each other. No one's looking at uh, Lori right now, and she's still yelling for somebody to come help her. Right. Help is there. Yeah. This is the best you're going to get. Right now, yeah. I mean, the per- who you were calling for has arrived. Yeah, so shut the hell up. She's just screaming. And why don't you try to get out of there? Even no. when... And then I'm going to take your part yeah, here. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Dr. Loomis shoots Michael, presumably dead, mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, you're safe now. Let's get out of here. And she's still screaming, okay, my leg. Ow. Help. God, she's horrible. Yeah, it's bad. And she gets worse in the second one. Oh, good. Not screaming-wise, just now she's all goth. goth, goth. She's goth in the second yeah. one? Yeah. Wow. I we'll watch know. it. We'll watch it. We'll have some tea and we'll watch it. All right. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'm so tired. I want the tea. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. Now she's sitting in the car. Right. Go ahead. You want to finish it off? What is the line that he says? Oh, I don't know. Oh, about the, was that the boogeyman? Oh, yeah. that's a pretty famous line, From too. The they throw it yeah. in here, too. She says, yeah, he says, yes, <laughs> I believe it was. in his Malcolm McDowell way. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, which this is the best if it was acting from Malcolm McDowell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he just breaks through the window of the, the passenger seat and grabs her. And Malcolm McDowell looks over and gives the best scream oh, I've yeah. ever heard. Like a, the most genuine-sounding <laughs> yeah. scream. Ah! <laughs> Not- <laughs> Not even like not even like an acting scream. No, like, a, like, a like no scream. one told him that was gonna happen. Yeah. Or Rob Zombie just said this is the end of the movie now, and then that happened. Yeah, um, and then she screams her way into the house, and then well, she first Loomis uh, gets his eyes gouged in. That's debatable. Yeah, because you see him a scene later, and his eyes are totally fine. So why show him getting his eyes gouged? In? Yeah, he actually opens them up wide to show that they're fine. <laughs> Yeah, we see blood coming through. Yeah. I mean, unless he has incredible eyes, and that was the blood from Michael's fingers. His titanium eyes. (laughs) Yes. Contact lenses. Well, I don't want to say anything about the chase in the house. I have nothing to say about it. It's so long and boring. So they chase. Oh, no. They chase. She hides. He breaks the house. She screams, even when she's hiding. And Malcolm McDowell grabs on his leg to stop him because for some reason he dragged him up there. Yeah. I guess, and then she he tries to stop her and gives stop him, and that gives Lori a little time to get away, and then she does. Yeah. And then they she, fall off the balcony. And then, yeah. Together. Well, they don't fall off the balcony. It's not him getting shot and he falls over. It's she's standing there and he runs and charges her. Oh, takes her off the balcony. Yeah. yeah. Which is another problem because she falls. They're not touching each other as you see in the shot. She falls first, and then he falls on top of her. But when you see the shot, he's laying there. She's on top of him. Yeah. Because he would have surely crushed her to death had he fallen on top of her. Yeah, and then she and then she shoots him in the head. He's laying there unconscious. She gets up, struggles. With, of course, we say that in a sentence, but it takes minutes for that to happen. Yeah. Because she's struggling to shoot him, 
and then she's gonna do it, and then he grabs your arm, and then she shoots him, and then she screams, and that's how the oh, movie ends. Her, it literally ends on her screaming as loud as she can. I can't stand her. The last 25 minutes of that movie is her screaming as loud as she can. <sighs> it's tiring. I mean, even just as a viewer, like it's not even enjoyable to watch no. her just screaming we as loud as she can. I thought this was a good idea. For 30 minutes. I guess we could say that for the entire movie, because I know who didn't think it was a, a great idea. John Carpenter. True. Which, it's, it's going to be interesting to see John, because John Carpenter is hit or miss throughout his career. Yeah. So it'll be interesting now to see what he does with this new one. I he's think he's involved, but I think there are other people heavily involved too. Yeah. I'm excited for it either way. Yeah, it's going to be nice to see that. I was more excited for it when I thought it was a, a complete new, new take on the story. Now hearing that it's basically a redo of Halloween 3, taking off where the second one left no, off. No, I don't know if... I don't... I mean, I haven't gone too into depth about it, but from what I saw, I wasn't sure if even the second one takes place. Oh, really? I thought he wiped away the second one, too, and it's like an alternate reality, he said. To just an alternate after the universe. first one? Yeah. Interesting. But now she's So I really have lady. no idea what to expect. Yeah, because maybe that's why they have to do that, because now she's old. Yeah. Although H2O know. is pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. Oh, good My pre-Halloween movie. This isn't Halloweening you out right now? No. Oh. It's, we're a couple of days away from Halloween. <laughs> Two days away. All right. We're hitting about an hour and ten minutes, which isn't bad for us. Yeah, so might as well jump to the questions, or is there anything Shall else? Shall we? I mean, I don't know if I have anything else to say. I think we've done a pretty good job of covering the fact that the first movie is pretty untouchable. The remake. And then they touched it. The remake <laughs> uh, kind of just fucks it up. Yeah. It's it, it's good in terms of, I think we talked about this a little bit on Friday night when we watched the remake together, was that if that movie would have been just another entry into the Halloween series, it would have been, it would have been good. It probably would have been one of the better entries into the Halloween Absolutely. series. Absolutely. But because... It it was made, a, the second one would have made sense to follow. Sure. and But because it was... A direct remake of the original it just has this stigma around it that there's no way around you can't get away from that when you're remaking something so iconic yeah and it 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 feels that it, it falters it's, because of it and it's definitely better than most of the entries in this franchise right and i'll say because i want to say this about halloween because we did we've already we've done the big three now uh, oh yeah we've done friday the 13th is, and yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. This is the cap. And of all of the, and I mean, we don't have a child's play to do, but we would have done it by now. Like all these big franchises, this one to me always feels the most prestigious. I agree. Because of that first one. Yeah. I hold this one much higher than the other ones. Which I think, we, we, I mean, we talked about this, especially <laughs> in our Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Yeah, you should go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it. But I will. <laughs> that movie... Um, that original Nightmare on Elm Street is a phenomenal movie. And yeah. I think the quality of that movie does hold up to the quality of the original Halloween. Yeah. But there's just this difference. They changed the character slightly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Whereas Michael Myers, you know, the series strayed a lot, but Michael Myers was always just this kind of hulking um, monster. <laughs> Whereas Freddy kind of became a comic book character, and I feel like that eventually starts to kind of taint your image of him from the first one until you a go back tune. and watch it. One Looney Tune, please. <laughs> um, whereas, you know, Michael Myers, it's easier to remember him as that first. And they, for the most part, 
because I'm sure Dino Pleasance is in most of them, they follow pretty much the same plot through all of them, right. the storyline. Yeah. Whereas Freddy gets way off track, Michael, yeah. or Michael, right. Jason, who knows? Oh, yeah, that's so far He was gone. never any of that. He was just there to be yeah. a killing machine, which it works for him, but yeah. this is... Yeah, for as much as they've fucked up the Halloween storyline over the years, it at least still has a, um, still has somewhat of a vision. Of when we go back for H two O, that's when it gets back on track. Yeah. So, all right, let's look at our first question. I think we've answered these both anyway, but we'll do it for the formality. Uh, does the remake stand up to the original? No. No. <laughs> I think that this is. It would. If it, the original wasn't Halloween, you know, if this were, if we were looking at a different remake, say that this was the same quality and everything of a remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, I sure. think it would, or something like that. Yeah, but I that's, mean, I agree with that. And I think that this was the wrong movie for Rob Zombie to remake. I see him being much more fitting to remake uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure. Because that has the Rob Zombie feel to it. Something with that, like, frantic kind of, like... Dirty, grimy feeling. Halloween never had that. No, Halloween's supposed to be more... Yeah. I don't know. Yuppie. Yeah. Not yuppie. That was a bad word. No, but I mean... You know what I mean. It's It's supposed to be more 1950s America gone slightly wrong. Right. I mean, it's what it is. You're You're in this, like, picturesque suburb. Yeah. You know? And it's just, like... People getting killed in the suburb, whereas something, yeah, you think of like Rob Zombie, you think of House of a Thousand Corpses, just like this gnarly, backwoods, yeah. hills have eyes type yeah. story. All yeah. right. And our second question. Should Halloween have been remade? <laughs> My God, no. <laughs> Why would you do that? Never remake a classic beloved movie. The thing is, they're going to keep remaking it forever. It'll add never sequels, stop. add movies on to the end of it. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Nah. Because because people lose interest. The problem is when you get too many years out. Like right now, like if they did, like we were just talking about, if this new Halloween was Halloween 12 or whatever they're up to. 11. It, it would not even remotely have the kind of hype as them saying, hell yeah, John Carpenter back, starting over again from number two well, or I think whatever. With the other one they did, the H2O was the 20th anniversary. You yeah, got how a, many years ago is that now? 20. Yeah. It was the 40th. But I'm saying that you could get... That feel back yeah. if you bring back some elements doesn't have to be. I don't know. I th- I. I mean, I agree with you. It should absolutely never be remade. But I think they're they're just going to keep doing well, it yeah. forever. I think I'll that the original or not the original, how they did Halloween, Rob Zombie did his sequel, and that's kind of like an alternate universe oh, timeline yeah. type thing. I think yeah. I imagine that's how this one's going to go. Yeah, we're going to just get. We're going to have to get Doc Brown in here with his chalkboard showing us all these different offshoots. <laughs> yeah, how all the timelines diverge. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm sad that they... I'm not sad they remade it. I didn't mind seeing some of these different takes, but it's not something I liked. No, and I mean, it's something like that, too, where, like, the positives of it are it brings this phenomenal series you get some back good into the actors. limelight. Yeah, you get this opportunity to... Um, for, for people to revisit the original, you know, who may not have, have revisited it without this. And you get a movie that clearly the director and everyone involved loves the yeah. other one. Has so a that's, passion for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got anything else to add, man? No. Happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. 
Uh, Check out our other, our sister podcast. Aw, sister podcast. Yeah, it's Another Night at Camp Blood. You can find it on the podcast yeah, tab. Yeah, they've done several of them. The Fly, Candyman. Pieces. Pieces. Which is one of my favorites. Friday the 13th and yeah. Halloween. I think that's all of them. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Um, check us out as well, just on wolfbaneblooms.com. Lots of good uh, reviews, quizzes, lists, editorials, all sorts of good things. Yeah. Um, you can find this podcast and Another Night at Camp Blood uh, pretty much anywhere you pull up your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play. Um, third party. Third party. Other. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the rest. Yeah, so if you dig it, uh, we'd really appreciate a, a rating or even just a comment letting us know how we're yeah. doing. Let us know what we can do better. Yeah, we have a new uh, Facebook like. uh, group now. You can find us on Facebook at Wolfbane Blooms. Uh, join us there and get in on the discussion. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. I forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original.